Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jackson Stuff Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about when oil became an industry. Uh, first of all, though, I'd like to say sorry for the fact that I wasn't able to release uh, this episode in the last couple of days because um, I just had stuff going on, so I mean, whatever. But anyways, um, so at the turn of the 20th century, most, if not pretty much everything in industry ran on coal. Because, I mean, oil didn't really exist. I mean, people pumped oil. Oil, like, it existed. Like, you'd get whale oil. But coal was cheaper and more practical. Now, most of America's oil came from Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, it, it was in natural springs, and just, it was there. I mean, but you couldn't use it for a lot. Because, I mean, coal, it was used for transportation, lighting, pretty much just an energy source, just anything. But then major corporations realized they could just refine the oil into kerosene, which could be used for lamps. And that's when, well, oil actually became popular. Now, oil, the reason it hadn't been popular before, and even after they realized they could turn it into kerosene, it still wasn't popular popular until a little bit later, because just, well, it it couldn't be mass-produced. I mean... Most oil rigs only produced 50 barrels a day. And no one really thought that oil could be produced in mass quantities. Coal, on the other hand, could just be produced in ginormous quantities from coal mines all around the U.S. And plus, there weren't many uses for oil. I mean, kerosene, that's nice. But gasoline, which was the byproduct of kerosene, the the combustion engine hadn't, hadn't really caught on yet. So it wasn't really something that could actually be, like, mass-produced. So, well, gasoline wouldn't really be mass-produced to be used in the internal combustion engine because cars didn't really exist yet. Um, but there was one man, one man who believed oil would become the future, and that was Padalo Higgins. Higgins, along with other investors, formed the Glady City Oil Company in 1892. He was... He believed that under the salt dome of Spindletop, Texas, was a ginormous reserve of oil. Of course, though, after a couple of unsuccessful years and some partners, including Higgins, left the company, but he, they still hadn't found anything. But in 1892, Higgins partnered with another man, Anthony F. Lucas, and they were determined to find oil under Spindletop. Now, the cable drilling tool was an industry standard for oil rigs at the time. This tool dropped a wedge-shaped bit into a hole, pulverizing the rock beneath. After a few drops, the debris were scooped out and the process was repeated. When the team hit thicker rock, Lucas tried a new drilling system, the rotary drill. This drill was more like modern drills that were used, and and it was almost as effective as modern ones. Basically, it had teeth and sharp edges that rotated to cut through the material. This rotary head attached to a long series of connected pipes. And then, on January 10th, 1901, when the drill hit a depth between about 1,000 and 1,140 feet, the, the workers suddenly had to run for their lives. It was raining pipes, tons of them. Up from the hole came a loud roar, followed by masses of steel drilling pipes shooting up in the air. Shortly after, mud, lubricant for the drill, gurgled 
bleached natural gas. Finally, the oil spewed out in a geyser more than 100 feet high. Finally, they had done it. They had found oil under Spindletop. But then it also took them nine days to get it under control. But then, early on, Spindletop... Remember how I told you early oil rigs, well, most oil rigs, at the time produced 50 barrels a day? Um, yeah, Spindletop produced 80,000 barrels each day. Compared to some modern oil rigs, that produced about 100,000 barrels a day. And all of a sudden, there was a ginormous abundance of oil. Like, a ginormous abundance. And Lucas had proved that the rotary drill could help with finding oil. And that... Texas had a ginormous amount of oil. Ginormous. And by 1904, Spindletop had 400 rigs, and then rigs went all across Texas. And there you have it. Texas, everything is bigger in Texas. Well, yeah, because Spindletop happened, and then it went from 50 barrels a day to 80,000 barrels a day. But, yep. And then John D. Rockefeller came. He saw, made a lot of oil, then the internal combustion engine, and the rest is history. Um, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Uh, if you can, please tell your friends, and then I will see you later. Bye-bye.